Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 3, Stuck in the Mud, and we're up to Chapter 26, Photo Finish. And we're still in the Melbourne Hotel Room for Book Week, so if it sounds weird, that's why. Um, Hopefully I'll be back home for the next recording. Okay, so here we go, Photo Finish. Joe was swinging on a rope in the Daffodil Gardens. He would have enjoyed acting out this classic Tarzan scenario under normal circumstances, but not today. He was exhausted. He was covered in mud, every muscle in his body ached, and he was pretty sure he was tearing skin off his hands trying to hang on to this mud-soaked rope. All Loretta's training had paid off. He didn't feel like he'd learned any skills running around the equine centre, but he had learned how to endure pain and discomfort, which was all he had left to rely on now. It was hard to tell where he was in the race. There was so much mud and so many obstacles obscuring his view in every direction. But Joe knew he'd been passing a lot of people on the course. He wasn't surrounded by a crush of athletes anymore, and the athletes around him were now of the seriously fit variety. There wasn't much complaining and collapsing, just super-fit men mainly, jauntily leaping up onto and over obstacles. But Joe was managing to pass even these athletes. Joe was six foot two and had broad shoulders, so he was big for a 15-year-old, but he was still light compared to a full-grown man, and that came as a huge advantage when you're wading through mud. The big, heavy athletes were getting bogged in the trenches, some even losing shoes as they tried to pull their feet out. Joe was getting closer to the end. There were only a couple of obstacles to go. Joe could see two more athletes 20 metres ahead of him. He recognised them both. They weren't as muddy as the other competitors because they were fit enough not to fall in the mud as often. It was Mr Popoff, his PE teacher, and Brad Peddler. Joe didn't understand how Brad could be competing in an event he organised himself, but from 20 metres behind he wasn't in a position to argue. They may as well have been a kilometre in front of him. They still had spring in their step, or rather their swing, as they deftly clambered from one rope to the next, making their way across the gardens. Joe wanted to give up. He wanted to rest. Even just hanging on the rope was hard work. Joe closed his eyes. He was exhausted. He wished he could just stop and go to sleep. It had been a hard day, a hard week, a hard month even. Everything had been hard since Mum disappeared. He hadn't thought about Mum much for weeks. He tried not to because when he did, it made him sad. He was holding off the moment when he had to accept that his mother really was a totally different person to the one he'd always known. But she was still his mum, and sometimes her favourite expressions or turn of phrase would come to his mind, and that's what happened now. He could almost hear her voice saying, It's Doggett that does it, Joe. Joe had heard his mum say those words so many times. She used to sit with him as he practised his speech therapy exercises. She never got impatient or cross like his school teachers did. When he got down or frustrated, mum would always say, It's Doggett that does it, Joe. You keep chipping away and you'll get there. Joe opened his eyes. He could do this. Maybe he wouldn't win the race, but he'd started it, so he'd finish it. He 
just had to keep chipping away. He began to pump his legs back and forth to start a swinging action. Then he leapt across to the next rope. He surprised himself when he caught it. The other two athletes were almost across the gardens now. One was making his way down the southern fence. The other was swinging across on a diagonal path right through the middle. Joe swung across to the next rope. He knew he wouldn't catch up with them, but he had to do his best. He focused on the task in hand, swinging and pulling himself across the gardens. When Joe looked up again, he noticed that the other two athletes were on a collision course. Joe opened his mouth to call out a warning. Then a thought passed through his head. What would Loretta do? She wouldn't warn them. Joe hesitated for a moment, and a moment was all it took. The two athletes slammed into each other, falling off their ropes and into the thick bog of mud below. This was Joe's chance. He could take the lead. He surged forward, moving quickly now, passing between ropes by swinging one-handed. He passed directly over the two fallen athletes, sitting waist-deep in mud. Brad Pedler was clutching his head. Mr. Popov was holding his elbow. They didn't look like they'd be resuming the race any time soon. That meant Joe was winning. He dropped down onto the pavement on the far side of the gardens. There was a crowd of spectators gathered from there to the finish line. They started cheering. They were cheering for him. There was only one obstacle left, a series of hurdles and mud ditches. Joe could see the banner over the finish line. This time the banner was hung up the right way around, clearly saying, finish. He could do this. Joe surged forward. The hurdles and ditches were just like the jumps at the equestrian centre. Joe's training was going to come in useful after all. He vaulted over the first fence, landing in a shin-deep trench on the opposite side. Adrenaline was coursing through his body. Joe started to imagine what would happen if he won. Mr Chelsea would be happy. Mr Lang would be happy. And Loretta? Who knew how Loretta might feel? She might even kiss him on the cheek again. Joe flushed at the prospect. He stumbled forward and scrambled out of the ditch. He could practically taste how sweet victory would be when all of a sudden, whoosh, something flew over the top of him and landed on the other side of the ditch. Joe looked up. It was another competitor. Joe leapt to his feet and chased after them. If he came second, there'd be no lifetime supply of cake, no school glory, and no possibility of a kiss from Loretta. He couldn't be beaten now, not when he was so close. Joe pushed forward as fast as he could, leaping over the makeshift walls and wading through the ditches. But the athlete ahead of him was untiring. Joe couldn't tell who it was, but they were light and fit. Then the athlete glanced back at Joe and flashed a smile. Joe had seen that smile before, when he'd been knocked off his feet in the Daffodil Gardens. It was Maya Darawal. The finish line was only 20 metres ahead now. Joe's lungs felt like they were on fire. The mud caked to his legs felt as heavy as lead, but he wanted to win so much. Joe gave it one last push. He summoned every last drop of energy in his body and surged forward. The crowd was screaming. He was right behind the leader. Just then... Joe felt something in the ground, heavy, rumbling vibrations, like an earthquake, like lots of earthquakes. It was growing closer and stronger. Joe glanced over his shoulder and he could not believe what he saw. It was Loretta in all her glory, her hair streaming behind her, immaculately turned out in her riding jumpers, jacket and tie, galloping at full speed, but not on a horse. She was riding a water buffalo, the massive, fat, cow-like animal with huge curled horns was lumbering over and ploughing through one obstacle after another. Even from this distance, Joe could see the huge grin on Loretta's face. Joe's mind boggled. 
She'd done it again. Loretta had found a way to cheat. But she was still 50 metres behind him. He still had a chance. Joe turned and focused all his energy on catching the leader, who was just a few feet ahead. Joe ran faster than he had ever run before. He lunged forward, moving alongside Maya. He could hear the water buffalo pounding closer and closer. He could even hear Loretta's wild whoops of delight over the roar of the crowd. Joe threw his chest forward as he crossed the line, then collapsed on the ground, desperately trying to draw air into his lungs. We have a winner, called Mr Boyle over the PA system. He normally only got this excited when the school choir inadvertently sang in tune. Well, actually, we have three winners, but we definitely have a winner. It'll have to go down to the judges. That was too close to call. And that isn't the end of the chapter, but it's a fair way in, and my voice really hurts, so I'm going to finish this chapter next time. So until then, goodbye.